I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Carpe diem. Seize the day. I'm just acting like just that. There's two cool guys left. <laughs> we skipped school. Lucas! <sighs> Are we in trouble? Okay. So, I'll tell you about uh, some sensible mischief <laughs> I got into as a kid. Makes me happy. Um, so, when I was in middle school, uh, I was hanging out with, with this kid that lived on, on the next street over that, you know, like, I knew him from church and stuff, but he was a grade below me. We weren't super close friends. Yeah. But just somehow, one day, we ended up hanging out. Okay. And, you know, we were having a lot of fun, and he invited me to uh, sleep over at his house, and... Uh, he invited some other friends, and I was kind of the odd man out because, like, everyone was, like, in his grade. Yeah. Uh, so I was a little older, but we were having a lot of fun. And then uh, his older sister, who I think had just graduated high school at the time, okay, came over pretty late at night with with this guy. And oh, yeah, scandal. And they're like, <laughs> oh, well, I do declare. I don't think anything untoward. A gentleman is caller. <laughs> But uh, uh, so they they walked in and they were like, oh, good. They're like, this house is full of of middle school boys. We yeah. need your help. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what's going on? They're like, oh, we're going to saran wrap this guy's car. Okay. Um, which I had never heard of. I had done a lot of TPing, yeah. but I had never saran wrapped a car. This was kind of exciting. Yeah. They had these like big rolls of saran wrap from Costco. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're just going to wrap this guy's car in saran wrap. Okay. Do you guys want to come help? And, you know, like. Of course. Yeah, that's irresistible to a, a gang of middle school boys. Yeah. And so, um, so we went out and we, they took us to the spot and we started saran wrapping this car. And then whenever we would see headlights, which like it was after midnight okay. and this was just like a, a residential area. So yeah. there wasn't a lot going on. And I'm from just a really quiet neighborhood on the east side of Salt Lake City. So yeah. um, these headlights started coming up the street. Okay. So we like dropped the saran wrap and we we hid in the carport of... This was so stupid. What do you got? We hid in the carport of the house that... We were saran wrapping the car oh, that was parked no. on the street. And we're all like huddled there together, like in the shadows. And we realize, like, the this older guy that we were with, he was like, Oh, it's a cop. And we're like, Oh, no, it's a cop. Yeah. And he was like, Don't worry, we're in the shadows. He can't see us unless he uses the spotlight. And the second he said spotlight, <laughs> and we're just like, <gasps> oh no! Yeah, and scatter. Like, like, well, exactly. Like we were so stupid because first of all, we like we hid on the very same property that we were saran wrapping. I'm gonna say, yeah, not not the smartest move. <laughs> we all hid together. Like we <laughs> we were the worst criminals of all time. Fair enough. Yeah. And all right. Yeah, I know, played we, a lot of cops and robbers back in my exactly. day, and uh, that's everything that you're not supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. Like it was so stupid. Huh. And uh, so. I don't know what the cop was expecting, yeah, yeah. but I doubt it was that when he shown shined his spotlight into that carport see, to have like a murder of children. Well, to just... see like six children come out with their hands up <laughs> because that's all we knew what to do. I give up. <laughs> so we come out. I give up. And like it must have been like a slow night yeah. because 
by the end of this, there were like four sheriff's cars there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, for a saran wrapping. Yeah. And uh, we... we <laughs> this, this has to be Utah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, very quiet night in Utah. And so we come out, and they're like, sit on the driveway. Sit on your hands. And so uh. we, we had to sit on our hands. And, like, there were a couple, a couple dudes that were just like... We could tell they were trying not to laugh. They just yeah. thought this was stupid, but yeah. like they wanted to make an example of us or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they're like running us through this this deal where we have to sit and like sit on our hands. Yeah. But then there was this like middle aged woman, okay, who was like she was really trying to guilt us. She's just like, oh, boys, this is just so wrong, and and uh, she's like, like it's not safe for you to be out here. Do you know right. what kind of her house is next. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. She was like, she's like, do you know, do you know what kind of people are out here at this hour? And my friend leaned over to me. He's like, us. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, yep. we're yep. we're the worst this neighborhood has. Yeah. And uh, uh, so they, one by one, they would like question us, ask us who we were, ask yeah. us our parents' names, ask us our parents' phone number. And then they would call our parents to come pick us up. Okay, I was going to say, could you just give a fake number and, and just be like, oh, hey, my parents are dead. <laughs> You're just like, oh. And so you would think that, but like, we're just a bunch of like 12-year-old Sunday me, school boys. Like, we, we're just like so scared. Yeah. And um, so we're just like totally cooperating, probably over-cooperating, coming out with our hands yeah. up. But... Uh, <laughs> And so I remember my, this one kid, his mom was the first to show up and she like, she came and like grabbed him by the scruff of his neck, yelled at him, threw him in the back of the car and drove off. And so that really set the mood (laughs) (laughs) for what was going on. And, uh, uh, when my mom showed up, uh, I got in the car and she just kind of like looked at me sternly and started driving. She's like, okay, so what's going on here exactly? Yeah. I was like, we were saran wrapping the car and we got in trouble. And she just started laughing. Yeah, she yeah. thought it was oh, super okay. funny. Like All my right. parents yeah, were yeah. super chill about it. And yeah. like, she's like, well, what happened? I was like, well, we hid in the carport. She's like, you idiot. <laughs> like, okay, okay. So my parents were really, were really chill about it. Yeah. Uh, she did. My mom did tell me that it scared her to death though, to get a phone call at like one in the morning. Yeah. Like, Hey, uh, this is uh, the Mill Creek Holiday Sheriff's Office. Yeah, Do you have imagine. a son named Morgan? I don't imagine. She's That'd like, be really freaky. yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's scary. Uh, but then, you know, like, well, you need to come pick him up. Yeah. That's a little less scary, but still kind of scary. But for saran wrapping a car, it's yeah, like, yeah. whatever. Nothing. Um, so, yeah, that that's some sensible mischief yeah. <laughs> that I got I into it. as a kid. I love it. It's makes me happy. Pretty unsensible, though, because we were pretty know. stupid and naive. But honestly, just anything to be able to tell stories later on in life, yeah. I feel like it's kind of worth it. Because, like, I mean, yeah, that's a one. Like, I genuinely don't know. Like, this is really stupid, and but like, I've always wondered. Do you remember in Harry Potter, the third one, where there's a closet that whatever you're afraid of comes out of the yeah. closet? Mm-hmm. I've always wondered what it'd be for me mm. and stuff. And for me, I just the only thing that I keep thinking about is like I'm just afraid that I won't live enough. Mm. Like, I mean, I'm not afraid of dying. It's that I haven't lived Live. enough. Is mm-hmm. the is the main thing. So yeah, just I mean, mm. always get into sensible mischief is is what I advise people. Um, I remember you told me about your driving. Uh, instructor 
Oh boy, which one? Uh, <laughs> the one that's like, what happens when four people? Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that one, if you could yeah, just tell yeah. a couple stories. About okay, her. yeah. So my my driver's ed teacher at my high school uh, was Coach Kawa. He was the boys wrestling coach yeah, yeah. Uh, slash driver's ed teacher. Awesome. And he was just this funny. What, what is it with like? Because I think mine was a wrestling coach too. Oh really? Like, is it just is it part of the job description? Like, I guess. Like, hey, here are the key. Like, here's the keys to the gym. They're the keys for the driver's ed car. <laughs> yeah, I it, well, I remember uh, when, what at the end of my my time as a missionary, yeah. my mission president uh, had everybody that was going home within like the next three months or so yeah, yeah. come to like a, a special meeting with him, where he just kind of doled out some some life advice. Okay, and you know he he you know it was, a lot of it was just very standard, but one of the things he said he was, he was like you know go home get an education. Uh, don't major in history. And we all just kind of like looked at him okay. and he was like, unless you want to be a high school football coach. And I thought, about it, I was like, my history teacher in high school was the football coach. <laughs> so, yep. you know, it just checks out. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. you know, driver's ed, wrestling coach, yeah. history, football coach. Makes sense. But, uh, so, so anyway, yeah, it was just this funny Korean guy, Coach Kawa. Um, the rumor was, and I never substantiated this, but the rumor was that he had a twin brother and that, uh, sometimes if sometimes for whatever reason, he would send his brother to, to teach the class. And so supposedly like, I may not even have had the same guy the whole school year, but I don't know if that was true or not. But like the guys on the wrestling team who knew him, like yeah. swore by. It. They're like, "Oh yeah, he yeah. totally has a twin brother who sometimes yeah. comes to work for him." I had a boss that worked at a movie theater that he had a tw- identical twin brother, and there was one time I didn't know it at the time, but so I was working in the projection booth, so I'm like standing next to him, and then his twin brother walks in, and then I'm just like, <laughs> "What the?" <heck?" laughs> Like, I was like, am I, like, about to get, like, possessed by a demon or something like that? He's like, oh, have you not met my twin brother? I was like, oh, I'd... Jacob, why didn't you... <sighs> I just went crazy for a second in oh, my mind. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, twins are, are interesting. I always kind of wished that I had one. Yeah. Because you can really get into some sensible mischief if you have a twin. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so this, this driver's ed teacher, he was just a funny guy. He, he would just tell us funny things. Um, this is going to get racist. I'm going to do my best Korean impression. This is, this is not a Korean impression. This is not a, a racial state. This is just me doing an impression of Coach Kawa exactly as he spoke. That's what this is. But, uh, so, you know, he would, he would like quiz us in driver's ed class. He'd be like, oh, okay. What happened if four cars come to four way stop at same time? Who go first? And then people would just be like, "Oh, the one." On yeah, the... we'd be like, "Oh, the one on the right, yeah, yeah, whatever." Yeah. And he'd be like, "He'd be like, you're all on the right." <laughs> and so, like, we're trying to like figure out the yeah. the right answer. We're like looking in the book. Yeah. And he was like, he, I, I think someone even was like, the biggest, the bigger car goes for it. And he's just like rolls eyes, like no. And he's like, I will tell you the truth. You will all awkwardly inch forward until one of you is brave enough to go. <laughs> like. Yep, checks that, out. That's true. Yep. <laughs> that's how it works. Yep. So yeah, I, uh, with Coach Kawa, we got we got both what the state of Utah wanted us to know, yeah. and also just the stark realities of yeah. driving. Yep. So he was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. 
uh, one time uh, he was wearing like a polo shirt that had some Korean letters embroidered on the left chest. Yeah. As I walked in, I was like, hey, Coach Kawa, what does your shirt say? He said, it says peace, which I need with vodka. <laughs> And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yes, because of you. <laughs> because, <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. You. Driver's ed teachers drinking vodka. Ugh. Because of me, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, driver's ed was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I cheated on my driving test. Like my grandpappy always said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying hard enough. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, The so we had two tests. We had the range test and then the field test. Okay. And so the field test was just, you know, you go out with an instructor and drive around the city yeah, yeah. and whatever. The range test was there was this one part of our school parking lot that was designated as the driving range. Yeah. And most of the time it was just like part of the parking lot. But then like during certain times of the year, they would block it off. Students couldn't park there because it was you. They had this like fleet of awful geo metros okay. that were like. 15, 20 years old Man. Uh, that we used on the range. Uh, some of them, they called them the skid cars because, you know, Utah is very snowy and icy. And so part of our training was in these skid cars. And the skid cars, they were just normal cars, but on the back, the back wheels were replaced with, like, shopping cart wheels yeah. that were just, like, on a okay, swivel. Yeah, yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. And they could be either locked in place or they could swivel. Yeah. And so what would happen is uh, our instructor would be like, okay, drive to the other side of the range at this speed. So you'd get up to speed and then they would yell ice or something like that. And they would activate the swivel and they would jerk your, your steering wheel. Yeah. And that would make you spin out. Really? And so that was to train us how to, yeah, yeah. how to, and it, it worked. I've gotten out of a lot of skids in my life yeah. <laughs> and I attribute it to, to being in the skid car. That's the one. But uh, so anyway, um, we, at the end of the year, we had this, this test on the range and they like would set up all these obstacles and everything. And yeah. I was, uh, I was with, I was paired up. They, they had two of us per car, two students per car. And I was paired up with Josh Merrill, who I knew since preschool. We were never like friends, close friends or anything, but yeah. you know, it, it was just funny that I had known him pretty much my whole life. Yeah. And I hated parallel parking. I never got it right. He loved parallel parking. Uh -huh. He thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. And so, um, all there would be like five or six of these cars going around doing the range. Yeah. And then our instructor would just stand in the middle with a clipboard, just kind of watching everybody. Yeah. And so we came up to the, it, that's how I remember. It may have been different, but so we come up to like the parallel parking part and Josh was driving Yeah. and he did a perfect parallel park. Yeah. And I was like sweating. I was like, I can't parallel park. Yeah. And so, and, and then, you know, a the guy's there with the clipboard, not even really, he's like, okay, good job switch. Yeah. And so what we did is we got out went all the way back around to our original spots, got back in, and then Josh parallel parked again. Good on Josh. <laughs> and, and yeah, that's, uh, and you know, it's like, all right, good work. Yeah. Like, he didn't even care who it was. He just knew that it happened twice. <laughs> and so. <laughs> that's crack up. Oh, man. So that's how I cheated on my driving test. Yep. My driver's licenses have probably been invalid all this time. But I've never gotten a ticket, so well, good I on must. I'm, I can drive, and I can parallel park now. That's a necessary skill in the city of Eugene. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, I do have a lot of tickets. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I've I've been pulled over several times. Yeah, you're just, one of those guys that can always talk your way out of it. Well, and that's the thing is, I don't really feel like I do. Yeah, I it, I just most of, whenever I have gotten out, I've just been very honest with the cops. Like they're just like, do you know how fast you're going? I was like, I do. <laughs> they're like, okay, how fast? Uh, about fifteen over. He's like, okay, what, what were you doing? Honestly, I just wasn't paying attention. And then I saw you and I kind of freaked out. He's like, okay, fair the, enough. The first time Move I, along. The first time I ever got pulled over, um, it was in this car that we bought from our neighbors. It was this, this orange BMW. Yeah. But it was like beat up. It was from like the seventies. Oh wow! Like there was nothing luxurious about this particular BMW. Yeah. Um, our neighbors that we bought it from, they called it the pumpkin, so the name just kind of stuck. Fair enough. Uh, but I was at this stoplight late at night, um, and then I turned right for some reason, even though my house was was straightforward. And turning right was kind of a last minute decision. And so it was kind of a goofy turn. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was, yeah, I was sitting at the red light and I decided, oh, I'm going to turn. I think I decided to like go to the store or something. And so just out of the blue, because in Utah, it's legal to turn right on a, on a red light. But there yeah. was like no indication I was going to do so until I decided to. And I just kind yeah. of did it. And then as soon as I did it, the car behind me lit up and it turned out that it was a cop and I was like, ah, oh, crap. Like that was a bad turn. Yeah. And so I pulled into this parking lot and the cop, she comes up to me. She was like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, that abrupt turn. And she was like, that was kind of a goofy turn, but no, uh, your, your plates are like three months expired. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I guess I better get those registered. Huh? She's like, yeah. Uh, license and registration, please. And so I leaned over and I opened the glove box and this was in my fireworks days Yeah. and a bunch of firecrackers, which were illegal in Utah at the time. Yeah. I think they still are, uh, <laughs> fell out of the glove box. And uh, I'm like, Oh, I am toast. Yeah. And I just like turned and looked at her and she's like, license registration. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's right here. And so she, I don't know if she just didn't see it or if she just ignored it or whatever, but, uh, so I handed her the paperwork and my license and everything, and then she was like, get the car registered and let me off. So. Oh, that's nice of her. And also, she's just blind as a bat, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> so We'll like, take what we Literal can contraband is falling out of my glove box. Fair enough. And she's just standing there. So Yeah. Whatever. I've been very lucky. Yeah. Um, getting pulled over i got pulled over in park city late one night for an illegal u-turn that i didn't know was illegal and got off for a, a warning and yeah just yeah Lucky i've been bastard. pulled over like six times never for speeding which is yeah. weird because i've lived here in eugene for two and a half years yeah but i drive like i'm in utah which i don't know if any of you will know what that means but in utah we drive like crazy yeah like the speed limit on the highway on on the interstate is 80 miles an hour uh here in town it's like 55 yeah and everyone obeys it which is strange and so i'm always just every day i'm just flying up and down the interstate here in eugene just like going 
and they do this thing here. I call it the Northwest Roadblock because I've never seen it anywhere but Oregon and Washington. But it's where two cars will yeah just stay the exact stay same the speed. exact same speed just, yeah which is so awkward because i you know i'm always passing people because yeah. like, you don't want to be right next to someone yeah. like what if they look at you Ugh. and so uh it just drives whenever me that happens though i always try and get a paper scissors rock game going <laughs> with him i'm just like you want to all right fine that's a good idea yeah. i should try that next time but yeah so like you know i'll be in the the fast lane the passing lane yeah and i'm just like you know, trying to crawl up their tailpipe to get them to move. Yeah. And they're just, da, da, da. And I can't pass them on the right because there's somebody right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I've never seen it anywhere. Yeah. But Washington and Oregon. Yeah. It's the only two places I've ever seen it. That's crazy. And they're usually going below the speed limit. Yeah. Which is already 55. So. <laughs> yeah. Drivers here are, people, people complain about Utah drivers, but whatever. At least we get where we're going. <laughs> Unlike here. Fair enough. Um, let's see. Uh, what's the best life advice you've ever gotten? Oh, boy. The best life advice I've ever gotten. When I was a kid, I liked to meddle. And I was just very... Not metal. Metal. Okay. All right. Like you meddling kids. Okay. I just... I was going to say, I, I, I don't see you as a punk rocker <laughs> no. back in the day. Like no. You're just like, just screaming the lyrics to Inner Sandman. <laughs> just sleep with one eye open. And I, I think most kids kind of just have an inherent sense of justice. Okay. Um, unless they're trying to get out of something. And I think mine was like especially heightened for some reason. Okay. And so anytime I saw like something wrong, I'd be like we've got to fix it, you know, like, uh, this, this is going wrong. And it drove my dad absolutely nuts. Yeah, yeah. And one thing he would always say to me, like when I would be meddling yeah. is he would say, don't mess, which was like his way of saying like, don't mess with it, you know, leave yeah. it alone. And so as I've gotten older and I've kind of cooled down, like there've been times where I've been like about to meddle and yeah. I'll hear my dad, don't mess. Don't mess. Okay. And just like that stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's been good advice in yeah. a lot of situations. I think there are some areas where, you know, there is an obligation to maybe get involved if you need to. But for the vast majority of things, don't I don't mess. need to be involved. And so don't mess. Yeah. That's some good advice. I love I've it. Gotten. I love it. Well, I'm excited for the program to come out. Um, Me too. Thank you uh, for coming on the air. I appreciate yeah. it. It's, it's been, been fun. It has. Look at you, you beautiful bastard. You make me happy. <laughs> I look at that smile. You can't help but love it. Learned it all from it's me. A, it's adorable. People actually said that we look alike. So I was just like, oh, I'm just really well, subconsciously, you, I'm complimenting myself. I'm just like, look at you, you handsome <laughs> devil. When you first moved with here, your, your head rapist was, wit. Your, <laughs> I you think it's rapier? supposed to be rapier wit. You mean rapier. No, I, I think I said it right. I think I said it right. Uh, no. Uh, but yeah, when, when you first came here, you, no. your head was shaved. Yeah, yeah. And there was actually some people at church that had thought you were me. Yeah, yeah. And like it approached you. Yeah. So yeah. Good times. Happy day. At least from the back, we look yeah. alike. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Sensible Mission. And this has been Sensible Mission. Thank you for watching. Have a good week.